Good evening. And now, the Inspirational Quarterly. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to the Inspirational Quarterly, one of the world's most beloved podcasts dedicated solely to reading, reviewing, and discussing StarCraft Ghost Nova, the 2006 novel by USA Today bestselling author Keith R.A.D. Candido. I'm Davey Reedon, and joining me on this week's episode is Kara Ellison. Hello, Kara. Hello. Um, Yeah, this is just only one of many podcasts about this particular Mm -hmm. subject. Yeah. And I like to think that we've sort of broken into the upper echelon of, you know, those sort of most cherished in this particular genre. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it's good to have competition. Keeps us, you know, on our toes. crowded market, you know. I know, but that's why when you break through, it's so much more rewarding. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Honestly, it, you know, you're breaking through and people are, you know, all of a sudden you get so many emails from people, you know, all about yeah. all different sorts of things, such as, you know, the StarCraft wiki, porn, etc. Like just a crazy yeah. amount of, of responses here. So, yeah, I mean, just this week we had, ugh, I don't, I can't even, I don't even want to count how many emails we got. I'm not even going to open the inbox to look i'm just assuming it's hundreds yeah it, like, an insane amount of responses there yeah so so, mm-hmm. so let's not you know bog people down by wading through the mountain of uh critical engagement that we get on a weekly basis with this podcast because it would distract us from the very important work of reading this book that's true um and we are today at page 211 and the beginning mm-hmm. of chapter 13 very exciting yes so let's get started we're let's with marcus, marcus raelian uh right now yeah. <clears throat> marcus raelian was more and more coming around to the idea he should have put a bullet in nova's head as soon as she told him she knew what dad did never told Fagin about her just shot her and had Wolfgang and his girls take care of the body the last six months would have been much more pleasant if he had done that he was standing in Fagin's main room now also present were Jojo and two of the dealers who worked for Marcus in Pike Lane, Jewel and Matt as far as Marcus knew the pair had done nothing wrong but that didn't matter much to Fagin these days yeah Fagin is a bit of a grouch isn't he kind of a crime. Mm, what a nasty boy. What a nasty nasty boy. Um there's something there's something the council does every once in a while, okay? Fagan was saying, called a random audit. See, sometimes they just pick someone, anyone, and check them out. Make sure they've been paying taxes, keeping their faces clean, not hiding no bodies in the basement, that kind of thing, okay? Could be anybody. Every once in a while, they find something they wasn't exactly looking for. Ooh, Ooh, I wonder what he's referring to. Yeah. (laughs) Fagin was pacing back and forth while he talked. Sweat beaded on his bald head. Stubbled head, really, as Fagin had forgotten to take his follicle stunter again. (laughs) (laughs) Taking his follicle stunter. 
<laughs> so so bald so his baldness is a choice basically yeah, it's, it's like okay. an aesthetic bald it's like choice. yeah <laughs> he was also described i believe as having like a big beard so like he's really he's decidedly leading leaning into like santa claus kind of like vibe. upside down face kind of yeah deal. right yeah right. yeah um yeah he forgot to take his follicle stunter again and in his true <laughs> we've, all beard. To, we've all forgotten to take our follicle stunter yeah. once or twice a what a weird what a weird day i know right fagan's <laughs> just like one of us here you, you know we're thinking oh this guy i'll never understand what it's like to run a cr- criminal empire and then you go oh wow we're we're not so different fagan and i yeah we're all we're all follicle stunter, you know. We're 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 just we're all on that follicle stunter like crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and his uh, sweat is also beating in his too scraggly beard. Scraggly now. It's not bushy. It's scraggly. His left hand kept going to his left ear, which is where he kept that weird gadget he got from his army contact. I just I, I'm I'm trying to imagine is follicle stunter like a like a market drug is that like an over the counter thing that people that there's like a demand for like there is a like there's a public you know need like a need for follicle stunting or is or I did mean, Fagan have to like get this black market is it like a Tarstonis fashion or something is I don't know like oh, did it suddenly all of that's a sudden become like super fashionable to be bald but people keep talking about ba- people keep talking about Fagan being bald and not in a good way right yeah like they make fun of it but like that- yeah, they definitely make fun of him is that because like his hair is receding already and he's trying to make it look like he's shaving his head yeah I know I, I like that makes sense it's just is that a is that a common enough need on Tarsanus that a pharmaceutical a pharmaceutical company is like we're going to dedicate a line of our you know production to this? Yeah, like a whole product has to be made yeah. and is like right. saleable and yeah, bought, that is and pa- packaged and marketed and everything. I mean, it could be like off-label usage of another drug, right? Well, th- that's what I'm wondering. Basically, it's like, did he go? He's using he's he's using something else something yeah. that yeah like hmm. he needs to he like he's using some other drug that dramatically reduces his intellect but the side effect of it is that it stunts his hair so he needs <laughs> to take it yeah he's just become like this guy is addicted to this follicle stunter and it's like yeah. ra- radically reduced his iq yeah yeah <laughs> exactly reduced his, his like ability to keep calm yeah right, <laughs> just like, right really irritable right and actually fagan is quite a nice the, person when he's the, not taking the, a follicle stunter <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, like like this all you know fagan was just kind of like a normal guy just you know l- r- running a group of people doing you know running a normal operation and then he got it in his mind one day that he really wished he looked more bald but didn't want to have to shave his head yeah yeah <laughs> oh dear um again relatable right i think we've all been i think we've all been down that road as far as marcus was concerned that gadget which which uh you know fagan had in his ear was as much part of the problem as nova because that was what fagan used to keep nova in line and he wore it all the time uh me 
I like that idea, okay? I like it a lot. So you two are here not because I know you've done nothing wrong. You're here so I can prove you've done nothing wrong. So I can prove you've done nothing wrong. He turned around. Get out of here. So yeah, that's Fagin just, you know, waxing lyrical and being irritable because of his follicle center. Yeah. Oh, it's just tragic, the effects of the follicle center. I know. Just like a major side effect is uh, yeah. being Fagin. <laughs> you can just really see it in everything that he does all the time yeah it's true as bad as fagin looked because of the follicle stunter no that's not yeah (laughs) um nova looked worse Uh uh-oh worse than fagin (laughs) it's a feat Um, yeah that's yeah, is is he's he been forcing her to take follicle stunter as well? I wonder. Nova's just become bald and irritable <laughs> <laughs> since last time we saw her. <laughs> I mean, like, let's face it: the front of this book would look different if Nova was bald That's and looked true. irritable. <laughs> That's true. She does look irritable on the cover of this book, but she doesn't look bald. Oh, maybe it's just like a kind of receding side effect of the uh, mm. follicle stunter that she's still yeah. grumpy. Yeah, right. When the curve first showed up on his doorstep six months ago, along with a seriously fogged up Billy and Freddy, he thought she was pretty. A little young for Marcus, but you could definitely see why Billy and Freddy had gone after her in the first place. Good figure, nice features, lovely eyes, excellent hair. Do you but think then, that stands up? But then the follicle stunter came in, <laughs> yeah, and the hair was gone. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea that Nova just looks like a second Fagin. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if it would do anything to her figure, but certainly the baldness would make her like slightly less. I don't know, yeah. feminine looking. Um, Hang yeah. on, so it just occurred to me, why, if he's taking follicle stunter, why does he have a big beard? Like, how does that work? Yeah, like, how does it not make your beard fall out? <laughs> yeah, right. His beard is too scraggly, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, how is, scrag- it, is, how is the drug, how does the drug that specific about where, which part of the, the follicle it attacks? So the, the obviously taking follicle stunter implies that this is, you know, like something that you ingest. Yes. Um, like you swallow. So yeah. it, it can't be something that's topical because that would be the only exactly. other way you could target just the hair, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you, I mean, does it make all body hair fall off? Like, well, that's... <laughs> But that's what I'm saying, is if he has the beard, then then it can't be, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably it would be... I mean, I don't know how they would do this. How do they target just his head? Here's what's probably happening. The follicle stunter isn't doing anything. It's it's just making Fagin a miserable, irritable, stupid man who can't count. Right? Yeah. He just thinks he's working. And he's just bald, or he's just <laughs> he's just intermittently bald and doesn't realize that it has anything to do with the pill he's taking or not. Right. But he but he thinks that it does because he's so stupid as a result of the quote unquote follicle stunter that he's taking. <laughs> yes, that's right? what he's telling everyone that it's you know, exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. Side effects of the follicle stunter include telling, insisting to people that follicle stunters are real. Yeah, and don't forget, this is Marcus talking here. This is his point of view. So obviously, he thinks that the follicle right. stunter is, is what's doing this. So yeah. Everyone knows follicle stunters are real and a definite actual drug that is an actual real thing. An actual thing, yeah. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so good figure, nice features, lovely eyes, excellent hair for Nova. Um, that opinion no longer held. Her long blonde hair only got washed periodically, and it had been a while, so it was hanging off her head like yellow strings. Her green eyes were bloodshot, her cheeks sallow, her lips cracked and chapped. She had lost so much weight that Marcus suspected he could easily make out her ribcage if he saw her bare chest. Certainly her wrists and hands, the only thing visible in the voluminous sweatshirt Fagan has, had given her to wear, along with a pair of oversized denims, were thin and bony to a degree that frightened Marcus. Wow. Okay. She just sounds like she's in a grunge band. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. She walked slowly out of the side room from which Fagan had summoned her. Please, Fagin, not today. I need... Fagin touched his arm. Yeah! Marcus closed his eyes, unable to watch. After a few seconds, Nova stopped screaming, but she was breathing heavily. Marcus opened his eyes to see that Nova was looking at him, not with the defiance she'd occasionally show at first, but with a pathetic, pleading expression. You know what ah. Fagin's doing? He's, he's pumping follicle stunter into her. Into her, and it's 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 just it makes her pathetic, pleading really, expression. Appear. Yeah, just really stupid, and and the whole time Fagin's like, "Why isn't her hair going away?" And then he's like, <laughs> "She she must be immune to follicle stunter." <laughs> yeah, incredible. This is among her psychic powers. Yeah, jerking a thumb at Jewel and Matt, he said, "Talk to me." Nova stared at the two dealers blankly. They're in love with each other. Marcus snorted. That wasn't exactly a secret. I mean, why would you why would you ask her to like I mean, there's lots of things that you can like cover up, but these criminals are not particularly good at keeping a secret. So I'm not really sure why they're using Nova to try and uncover the amazing secrets of these like, you know, clearly dumb as crap you know idiots so yeah yeah they these people just don't have a lot on their hands yeah they don't really have too many things to reveal you know but okay yeah and then nova goes on they like what they do they think that unn is telling the truth about the sons of Korhal, but is lying about the aliens they're scared that you're going to shoot them for no good reason because they haven't done anything wrong they were talking about whose place to sleep at tonight hers or his Fagin held up a hand. That's enough. Then he pulled out his P220 and put three rounds into Jewel's chest. Whoa. Wow. What a badass. He's just crazy. Um, no! Marcus couldn't tell if that was Matt or Nova, then realized it was both of them. Now aiming his gun at Matt, Fagin said, don't sleep with co-workers. Means you're spending all your time thinking about flicking and not about enough time thinking about working. You scan me. Oh, man. Fagan has got real corporate all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, you know, okay. This is, 
we know that Fagin is a, not an intelligent man, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just another sort of, uh, it's just another uh, another one on the pile because getting laid, like nothing makes a person think about getting laid like not getting laid, right? right this yeah. idea that Fagin is like, stop having sex because I want you to think less about sex is 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 nuts right yeah fagin has 12 people to fuck him whenever he wants right right? he's literally has a harem of of diverse individuals to fuck him in a variety of exciting ways yeah and, and he can't have that many um people who work for him because he continues to randomly just pick them off so i mean it's really weird that he's trying to get rid of his staff yeah right <laughs> like this, right. right like how many staff have he, has he got left like four people <laughs> yeah he can't have more than like three or four people left because he keeps killing them for things like sleeping with each other which is this is the fucking like slum you know what I mean? <laughs> how picky? How picky do you do you have to be down here? Well, right? I mean, what else is there to do when you're yeah, poor? Exactly. You can either try to find something to eat, or you can like have sex, and that's it. Like you know, at least or having drugs. sex is free. Or, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, ugh, what is he up to? This this yeah. man is is I don't approve of Fagin's methods. Yeah, he yeah. is definitely on some sort of like. Do you remember how? It, like, did you ever see the producers? Yeah. Uh, so you know, like the the plot of the producers is like the is like uh, the 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 two producers of this play are trying to produce a play so bad that it bombs, yeah, and, and for tax for like tax write off, but then it ends up being really successful and it ruins their plans, right? That's yeah. like I get that vibe from Fagin. Like there's a tax write off here for him somewhere. You know? <laughs> like if he kills all his stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if, like, yeah. he's just deliberately sabotaging himself for some kind mm-hmm. of weird end. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah but, but, he's, mean... but he's inadvertently becoming successful for some reason. <laughs> right. And it's really ruining his plans. I mean, he's just such a rubbish mob boss. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, let's let's move on uh, yeah. because Fagan is just being silly here. Um, Matt nodded quickly. Yeah, sure. No problem, Fagan. No problem. Get your ass out of here. Sure, boss. Matt almost tripped over himself running out of the room. He's more scared now, Nova said, and relieved that it was her and not him. Good. Okay, but again, this is like tripping into, you know, um, what's her face from Star Trek, The Next Generation. It's almost like, you know, she's like there going, oh, I can sense that he's angry and he has an angry look on his face. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Nova's not being super useful here. Um, without another word, Fagin turned and went into the back room. Marcus wondered which of the 12 would be unlucky enough to be on the receiving end tonight. Fagin is Fagin is literally... Okay, yeah. Marcus wondered which of the 12 would be unlucky enough to be on the receiving end. Uh, Fagin has literally said, stop thinking about fucking, and then turns around and goes to go fuck. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean man he's he's gonna get arrested by the hypocrisy police oh we you we you right here they come they're coming they're coming to pick him up um jojo and nova were the only ones left besides marcus and jules bloody corpse (laughs) 
She's just like quietly bleeding on the floor. Marcus looked down to see an expression of total shock on Jules' round face. She didn't deserve that. To Jojo, he said, dump the body. <laughs> Nodding, Jojo said, I'll call Wolfgang. A thought suddenly fell into Marcus's head. And before he could stop himself, he said, no, just dump it. Jojo blinked. But now that his mind was on this track, Marcus found he couldn't stop it. You hear Fagin tell you to call Wolfgang? No, Jojo seemed unsure. You really want to take the chance on doing something you didn't say to do? For emphasis, he looked down at Jules' body. Following his gaze, Jojo let out a long breath. Yeah, I scan. I'll dump her out in that alley. Marcus had no idea which alley that alley was, nor did he care. He just wanted Jules' body gone from here. Her blood stained the floor as Jojo hauled her out. Hope he ain't attached to that shirt, because it ain't going to be fit to wear much longer. You want the cops to find the body. Looking over at Nova, Marcus said, What do you... You think if the cops find Jules' body and they pull out the bullets, they'll be able to match it against Fagin's P220 and they'll have to arrest him? That's crazy, Marcus said, looking away from Noah, knowing that he was lying because that was exactly what he was thinking. She's a a psychic, Marcus. (laughs) I know, like, he needs to, you know, understand this. Um, First of all... No, 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 that's not what I'm thinking. No, that's not it. First of all, the cops ain't got Fagin's gun. And second of all, no cop's going to arrest him, even if they find her body. Yeah, right. So why'd you tell Jojo not to call Wolfgang? He asked himself. It was Nova who answered, having heard the question as clearly as if he'd said it out loud. Because you want him to get caught. You want him to go away. But this way isn't going to work, Marcus. Do to him what your father... Oh, you have to do to him what your father did to your mother. Your real mother. Oh, no, it's the sore spot with Marcus. Ah, right. Wait, what's the thing here? This was pages ago. What Marcus's dad killed his mom? Yeah, like there's some, you know, like... Nova basically knows about Marcus's family's situation, remember? Oh, right. So, like, this... he opened the chapter with that, and he was, like, our, mad about that. Our headcanon on this was that Marcus went to go sing because that was what he loved to do, and he was so bad that his dad killed his mom over Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, right, basically. got it. I remember. Shut up! Marcus pulled out his own P220. I know all about what happened, Marcus. Nova's voice was a croaked whisper. And I know how much you want Fagin gone. Marcus lowered the weapon. Yeah, well, nothing I can do. Yes, there is. He raised the gun again. No, there ain't. He's the boss, you scan me. Curve. And I ain't doing nothing to change that. Then more people are going to die. The ones he doesn't shoot, he'll make me kill for him. I've already killed 74 people for him, Marcus. (laughs) I've already killed 74 people. Wow, that's a very specific number. Um, Yeah. Do you think they were all on uh, Fagan's staff? Like, just all these, like, 74 people? (laughs) Fagan Fagan hasn't killed a person outside of his staff in years. (laughs) Maybe that's how he he maintains the secrecy. Um, You know what? Fagan is like a, um, he's like a multi-level marketing scheme where, where they, 
where the whole point is just to bring in new it's like it's like just to bring in new people to sell the product right yeah it's like that's what he's doing he's just like ponzi scheming his way through like new recruits you know if you go out and you recruit five people and each of those five people recruit five people and then i kill five people then we've got 20 new people on staff (laughs) so weird um eyes widening gun dropping again marcus whispered what 74 the first one was a cop who'd been skimming his name was lonnie our city he was assigned to the southwestern district and he was keeping five percent for himself for the last two years the second one was stop it the last thing marcus needed right now was a list of all 74 (laughs) but 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 Keith R.A.D. Candido has got all 74 of them lined up for us. Yeah, he's like taken, like he's basically knows exactly who all those 74 people are. He has right. a list. He's kept right. all the notes. If we asked him about this guy who was Lonnie Arsuti, then basically he would know everything about Lonnie. He would know all of the details of his home life, what kind of flavor ice cream he likes, all like, of that what, stuff. Okay, what, what, what do you think of the actual odds that Keith at the time wrote up 74 people? I think they're pretty good. <laughs> he had yeah. to have some idea of who they were, probably. But yeah, you know, you know, Keith, like he's, you know, right. Thorough. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, the gods that he literally had a list, and it was 74 names. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, like, it's it seems unlikely, but yeah, it's definitely not impossible. Bother. Yeah. Yeah. Not impossible, but I don't know if I would bother. Um, especially right. if we've only got how many pages left? Not that many. Um, that's not going to stop Keith. It's not going to stop our boy. True. But Nova was on a roll. A habhead named Ariana Manning who kept promising to pay off her debts but never did it. Then there was Vic Cox who said something Fagan didn't like when he was drunk and regretted it, but then Fagan didn't care and told me to kill him. Then there was Dion. Stop it, Marcus raised the gun again and took the safety off. I swear if you don't shut up, I will shoot you in the face. He didn't want to hear anymore, especially after hearing about Vic. He had thought, no, Vic didn't die in a bus accident. (laughs) (laughs) Along with 50% of other bus people. Yeah, how many of of these people do you think Fagan is passing off as like, well, what can you say? Another bus accident. This bus is, the buses are rubbish. Oh, the bus, another bus, another bus accident. Oh, man. He just puts them like next to a bus accident that just happened. (laughs) It's just like, oh, shot by a bus, you know, kind of deal. Shot by a bus. (laughs) Shot by a bus. Can't really help it. Is, wait, so the the is the idea that the party buses have like guns on them that are firing into the streets? They just like shoot people out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> get, get out of the way! Get out of the way! Pew, 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 because, pew. Yeah, exactly. Because because the buses are so dangerous because they're careening everywhere that they need to effectively keep people away from the path of the ongoing bus. So firing guns directly in front of them is a really effective crowd control mechanism. Yeah. Hmm. It really scatters people super quickly. Yeah. Right? It's it's like the, um, you know, kind of the uh, stereotypical uh, Italian mafia thing where they're like, oh, so-and-so sleeps with the fishes, right? Yeah. Um, well, that's the equivalent of that saying here in Tarsanus could be like, so-and-so has gone out for a party. 
Or right? gone under the bus. <laughs> yeah, threw, threw him under the bus. Right, exactly. Yeah, Fagin, <laughs> threw, Fagin really threw Vic, thrown under the bus. threw Vic under the party bus there. <laughs> the party bus drove over him. It, you might it, you say know, the, Vic, the party is bus. The par- Vic is on the party bus to heaven now, baby. The party bus comes for us all. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day the party It'll bus arrives for, for each of us. Yeah. Basically, the party bus is like the Grim Reaper, except 50% yeah. effective at his job. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. The guns, the idea that the party bus fires is firing guns off the front of it is, I'm I'm into that. Yeah, I mean, the image of it is is somewhat entertaining. There's safety safety bullets, okay? Yeah, safety bullets. Safe, that... they, they save more lives than they take. Which right. I think I think the I think the the bus gu- I think the bullets don't get enough credit for preventing a lot of collisions. I feel like Blizzard should truly steal this idea from us. We're really yeah. enhancing the IP here. Um, that unit in StarCraft would be totally dope. Um, that unit would kick ass. It would kick ass. Um, so if you want to pay us a billion dollars, uh, Blizzard, you're you're quite welcome. Um, so yeah, so uh, the, yeah, so basically we're discussing the fact that uh, Vic didn't die in a bus accident, uh, according to Nova. That was what Wolfgang's girl set up. So Fagin had something to tell Vic's daughter. So basically, Fagin had said it was the bus's vault <laughs> that Vic Fagin, was dead. Yeah, like Fagin. Well, they set it. Fagin's girl set it up. Meaning that, like, they took his body and threw it in front of an oncoming party bus? do that? I mean, I'm guessing they must have. Again, like, they, they could do it. They're, like, we, we, they're like weekend at Bernie-ing uh, Vic onto the party bus. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just strap Gosh, it in there. <laughs> me and Vic off, a, off on another party bus adventure. Well, imagine it's like, you know, Fagan has like offed like 10 people this week. And then he's like strapping all of these people into the bus. Yeah, right. And right. like this bus driver is like, oh, another, you know, death bus from Fagan. You know, <laughs> it's a good band name. Death bus yeah. from Fagan. Yeah. Um, yeah. The entire time Nova hadn't moved from where she had been standing when she told Fagan what Jewel and Matt were thinking. Her voice is a ragged whisper, and Marcus had to wonder how long it had been since the last time she... He fed me this morning, and there's a water tap in the room. I just didn't feel like having anything. Marcus shook his head. You ain't. I know he won't let me starve myself. I won't let me starve to death. I tried that once. Oh my god, she's so emo right now. I know, I know. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, all it takes is for a crazy man to enslave you as his personal murderer for six months. Yeah. And suddenly it's boo-hoo, right? Like, you just turn into a goth or, like, you know. Ugh, yes, disgusting. Um, Putting the safety back on and returning the P220 to his jacket pocket, Marcus shook his head, thinking everybody would have been better off if she had had starved to death, and he didn't care that she heard him think that. There's a way to stop all this, you know, Nova whispered. Yeah, I put a bullet in your skull. He let out a long breath. Except that'll just mean I get knocked too. The door slid open to reveal one of Fagin's kids. Marcus couldn't remember which one. 
He supposed Nova knew, but he didn't feel like asking. It's Orvi, she whispered. <laughs> Six months, and that still creeped the crap out of him. Chenid Orvi? Harold here. He's got some junky curve with him, said he's got an appointment. Um, Marcus put his head in his hands and started rubbing his forehead. Harold wouldn't have come all the way from Kitsias if he didn't have an appointment. Hell, he practically needed laser surgery to get Harold's ass out of that chair he liked so much that, that at that cafe with the stupid name. Yeah, okay, let him in. Orvi nodded and then Harold came in with the saddest looking curve Marcus had ever seen. She was skinny as hell, with stringy brown hair, sunken eyes, and clothes that hadn't been washed since before Cole Hall was nuked. Marcus suddenly felt the need to breathe through his mouth. The hell's she doing here, stud? Can I just ask? So, mm-hmm. clothes that hadn't been washed since before Core Hall was nuked. Mm-hmm. Is this now like, a, you know, a method of measuring time? <laughs> like, the Core Hall nuking is like some kind of landmark time event where everyone is just like i guess that's how we measure time now it's like you know bc and ad like mm-hmm. what's going on with that yeah before nuking after nuking before nuke exactly. after nuke yeah an odd way yeah. of measuring things surely if i were to go onto the starcraft wiki i could find out how much how long it has actually been since core hall was nuked yeah, you probably could. I probably I mean, could. And then we it, would know that information. Is it, you know, it, it, I don't know how long is acceptable, as unacceptable to be in the gutter and not wash since I always assume everyone doesn't wash anyway. Right. These are all people who don't wash, like, in general. Yeah. Right? Like, this is already a very scummy group of people. So this this person and not just not that not that she hasn't washed but their that her clothes hadn't been washed which is like probably most people don't down here don't wash their clothes at all ever so i don't know why this is a, a unique thing for yeah, marcus to see it weird anyway she wants credit harold said with a shrug even though they were inside he was still wearing those shades which you'd also have to laser cut off his damn face had to come here to talk about the party tomorrow night, so I figured I'd bring her along since she's got to go to the blonde. The party? Hmm. Hell yeah. It, you know, after all this time, people still can't figure out that when Fagin says we're having a party, it means he's going to kill you. Yeah, I know, right? It's weird. They should hey, all know guys. by now. Yeah, we're throwing a party for Harold. Ha <laughs> Everyone's invited to Harold's party. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, get out that was Nova shut up Marcus said you'll just get out now Nova got to her feet her green eyes fixed on the junkie if you stay I'll have to tell him what I see in your mind Kale and he'll know that you'll never pay him back because you'll just buy more hab with whatever money you get and you only need the credit because you sold everything you have and a few things you didn't have but took money for anyhow and you won't ever pay back and he'll kill you right now, and he'll make me do it, and why are you standing there? Get out, get out, get out! The junkie turned around and ran out faster than Marcus had ever seen anybody move. What the fuck? Wait, fl- wait, wait, hang on. What, what's the, what's Nova, Nova's trying to get Kale to leave because he'll have, she'll have to read Kale's mind 
and then report back what she sees. Yeah, right? but why can't she just lie? Lie. Lie. Just don't say it. Just say a different thing, Nova. Yeah, it's like weird. Like she could just be like, he is thinking about biscuits. You literally then- just you literally just said the bad thing out loud with your yeah. talking voice. Right? Yeah. It's like Nova has forgotten that other people aren't psychic. <laughs> right. Right. Aww. Like that she thinks Fagin is psychic on her or something. And yeah. That she can't lie. She might just be exhausted. I mean, she does sound pretty worn out. Um, <sighs> what the flick is this crap, Marcus? Harold asked. This is you leave too. Now Nova looked at Harold. Trust me. Harold stared at her through his shades. I got an appointment. Fagin's busy. If you interrupt him now, he'll shoot you or he'll make me kill you. I don't want you to be number 75. 70! Harold turned his gaze on Marcus. What the flick is she talking about, Marcus? This is guiding Harold towards the door, Marcus said. Just listen to her, Harold. You know how he's been. (laughs) You don't know how he's been. You know how he's been. (laughs) (laughs) He's... He's he's been just a little testy lately. He's been a little grouchy. Little lost kind of grouch. He's just been a nasty boy lately. Mm-hmm. Don't be touching. Then Harold seemed to deflate. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll be gone. But we got to talk about the party. I can't be wait outside until Jojo gets back. He'll set you up. Harold looked over at Nova. Then he shook his head. Yeah, okay, fine. Damn. He walked slowly out. Marcus looked at her. You're pan-brained. You know that, right? You have to kill Fagin, Marcus. It's the only way you'll live. Because otherwise, he's going to make me scan you. And I'll have to tell him. Tears welled up in her green eyes. I'll have to tell him because I can't do anything else. He makes my brain hurt. Why Um, can't she just lie? Just lie. Just lie, Nova. Just lie. Just lie lie just just lie just lie nova just lie is this something where like daddy taught her to never lie and now you know because constantino because constantino kind of doesn't know how to lie either yeah that is true that was like sort of part of constantino's thing is that he had no poker face and didn't have the ability to like navigate social situations where he didn't want to give up exactly how he was feeling about things at any given moment. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe it is an inherited trait of like Constantino. Um, but I mean, I also feel like, again, it might be a function of exhaustion, but um, I think it's also because like, you know, when you're really tired, your creative brain gets kind of strangled as well, right? You can't yeah. think of any new ideas. Because I remember, like, when I was doing um, boxing, like, because you're, like, your body is, like, is conducting, like, all of this energy towards your physical extremities, your brain has, like, absolutely no kind of processing left in your brain. So that's why, you know, obviously your coordination gets worse over time because your brain is getting less oxygen. So I don't know what's happening here with her brain, but maybe it's just exhausted. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Like, if she tried to lie, she would be like, he's, he's a fish. He, he's secretly <laughs> yeah, he's a fish. He's secretly a fish, yeah. 
or something like that. And then everyone's like, well, she's only lying. <laughs> but Fagin's dumb enough. He would think that he'd be like, oh my God, Marcus is secretly a fish. I knew oh, it all the I long. I knew it. I knew it. I always thought he's secretly a fish. He loves algae and swimming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, unable to stand hearing her anymore. Marcus got out of the room almost as fast as that junk he had. What do you say her name was? Kale? Flick it. I'm going home. He barreled past Fagin's assorted kids, <laughs> assorted kids, and went outside only to find the junkie seated on the front step. Harold just walked out, she said. Got on his hover bike without me. Left me here. Guess I should just sit here until I die. <laughs> wow. Marcus was seriously considering joining her. <laughs> Instead, he said, get up. Kale stared up at him with her bloodshot eyes. Her pupils were dilating. If she didn't get half fixed soon, she was going to deep out right there on Fagin's step. That was no good. I said, get up, Curve. Come with me. I'll take care of you. Not saying anything, Kale got unsteadily to her feet and grabbed Marcus's left arm like it was a lifeline. Crap. It is a lifeline for her. Crap. He led her to his hoverbike, guided her into the sidecar. As he drove back to Pike Lane, he wondered what he was going to do with this haphead. He'd be thinking about what Nova said to him. Ooh. 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 Oh my god, are, fa- are uh, Marcus and Kale going to fall in love? <laughs> Well, I mean, when you drive off on a motorcycle with someone, that's a romantic yeah. move, isn't it? That's There's no way for that not to be romantic. Like, what's the least romantic situation where you would put someone in, in the sidecar of your hover bike and drive off with them? Um, I mean, if you were dead, it would be not that romantic. <laughs> yeah, that would be less romantic. Probably less yeah. romantic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another, or... and, yeah. Another could be if they're like a... Uh, uh, whacked out junkie, and you're just leaving the scene of mur of literal murder. That's yeah, another. Probably that's not. another not super romantic. Not that romantic situation. Yeah, yeah. not that romantic. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like love, love has blossomed in weirder places in this book. Well, you know, sometimes uh, strife brings people together and such. You know, sometimes yeah. habheads just uh, they they fall in love too. And... They have, yeah, they need someone. They they need someone to, you know, to comfort them and to be there for them too, right? Mm-hmm, that's true. Um, yeah, like I've I was wondering what what Kale's thing was going to be because Keith spent so long setting up Kale's story that I was like, is that just going to be it? Is that the whole story? But I guess it looks like we've got Kale is going to come back to it in some way. What if Kale kills Fagin? I'm kind of hoping that she does, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it would be poetic justice anyway, wouldn't it? So. Um, uh, well, Fagin didn't hasn't really done anything to Kale, right? Well, but like he survived. He's like a parasite on like the drug culture. So, you know, sure. that he he's part of he's partly creating the atmosphere yeah. in which she is living. So. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. I and again just it just to reiterate, Nova is like reading Marcus's brain like every single thing that he thinks and he's still over here going, "No, oh, that's not what I'm thinking." Like he's <laughs> like they're way beyond that point now. Right? Yeah. 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 
So anyway, just a reminder that like everyone, Marcus is like like everyone in this gang, Marcus is pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bless his again, heart. bless his bless his stupid heart. He's not that intelligent. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe a result of the uh follicle stunting. Yeah. Something, maybe Fagan's pumping it into the air. Yeah. To keep everyone else as dumb as he is. Yeah, just so that he can have, you know, some camaraderie in his bizarre follicle mm-hmm. stunting. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at chapter 14. Let's take a look. Let's peek our head inside. So, chapter 14. Um, would you mind telling me why the flick you never mentioned this Fagin guy? That's what I was thinking, Mal Kalerchian. Here we go. Here we go. Mal Mal is finally doing detective work. Mal is finally. Find out why. This is the big detective, the the big scoop he has to uncover. Why didn't Larry tell him about Fagin? Right, exactly. Because that's what, that's the million dollar question. That's what we're all thinking at home. Exactly. (laughs) Larry Fonseca stood in the doorway of Mal Kalerchian's apartment, greeted not by a hello, nor by a query as to his health, but with this question. Under other circumstances, Mal would have apologized for the rudeness, but just at the moment, he didn't give a good goddamn about politeness. I just, just to <laughs> note, just to note, if I'm not mistaken, this is the page that Michael Caine spoiled for us way back in the day. That is true. Michael yeah. Caine spoilered this way yeah, back Michael- in the mist of time. Yeah, Michael Caine ruined us on that, which is funny because Michael Caine ruined this page for us, but this page is distinctly about <clears throat> Mal not knowing who Fagin is. And I didn't remember, like, I didn't put those pieces together. Me either. And it was also, like, such a long time ago that I yeah. didn't remember the right. weirdest information. Right. And um, also, like, how are you supposed to hear anything through that accent that Michael Caine has? I you know. know. Yeah. How are you supposed to make out anything he's saying? So it's, Yeah, it's hard to understand like, his London dialect. Yeah, his, you know silly you know oh i'm michael i can't do it right but like that's yeah it's just a real kind of wacky sound he's making there exactly um so yeah i mean this is kind of uh what we're all all thinking uh, is what mal is feeling right now i guess Mm -hmm. um and larry is um apologetic i told you mal i thought you knew well i didn't never heard of the pan brain before he shook his head come in don't mind the mess mal stepped over the readers music and food containers that lined the floor larry did likewise mal threw some clothes onto the floor to clear a spot on the chair for larry to sit oh it's just like my house though he remained standing if not for the mess he would have paced Damn it, Larry. Who is this guy? He's he's Fagin. Please tell me that isn't his given name. <laughs> Why? Why not? Why not it being his given name? <laughs> Larry shook his head. Why is everyone literate in Dickens in this universe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so weird. Larry shook his head. Nah, he started calling himself that after he took over from Grin. Starting to feel lost, Mal asked, who the hell's Grin? 
Now Larry rolled his eyes as if Mal was the idiot in this conversation. <laughs> Larry, you're the guy Larry. with you're the guy informing Mal on this stuff, right? <sighs> Mal didn't know who Fagin is because you didn't tell him that. Yeah. I told you. He's the guy Fagin took over from. <laughs> So besides having a Dickens fetish, who is this guy? What's a Dickens? <laughs> this conversation is hilarious. Waving his hand across his face, Mal said, never mind, just answer. I told you on the phone, Fagin runs all of it in the gutter. Drugs, booze, sex, you name it, it goes through him. You got anything else to drink? Oh, you got anything to drink? No. No. Mal leaned against the wall, seeing no reason to let Larry have any of his precious scotch supply. That was, at present, the only libation he had in the place, and he didn't have much of it left. Go on. Larry shrugged. What more do you want? I want to know who this guy is. I want to know where he lives. I want to know who his pets are. And I want to know why the flick you didn't tell me about this guy sooner. (laughs) All right. Mal is definitely, like, on our vibe now. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I feel I feel like I'm pretty pissed for him. But but to but again, remember, Mal was also in the gutter doing being a detective. Like right? surely one person would have said Fagan's name. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't feel like it's like yes, Larry is a hundred percent a culpable idiot in this situation. But like Malcolm is a literal detective who's supposed to be gleaning information. Like does he not know anything about the gutter except that except what Larry tells him? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Cuz that also seems like a really bad way to be a detective, you know? I don't know anything at all except that some dude in the, you know, the police force is feeding it to me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, without giving Larry a chance to to respond, Mal swept his arm around the room. Look at this place. I used to be a neat freak. Everything in its place, I put away and organized. Six months of wandering around the gutter like an idiot, and I've turned this place into a biochemical experiment. And now you're telling me... (laughs) Wait, hang (laughs) on. Hang on. You're putting putting it on Larry that you can't clean your shit up? I know. It's like I've become a messy person because of you. Because of you, Larry. Oh, come on, Mal. Come Come on, Mal. Come on. I think I think I think you're looking for a reason to justify. Just you. You just stop. You just stop cleaning up. I know. Why? Why would he? Why would he be? He was a. He was a clean. He was a clean guy, and then he had to go to the gutter, and then suddenly his life went to shambles. Yeah. He's not doing anything in the gutter. If he, okay, here's, all right, here's the fundamental problem with his logic. If he was truly being exposed to the really bad side of the gutter, then he would have come across Fagin already. Right? Yeah, yeah. It can't be that bad because he doesn't know who Fagin is. I know, right? Right? He he can't have been to the, like, really bad parts. Exactly. Exactly. He can't, he's not been, like, rough and tumble with the real shit of the gutter. uh, Because if he had, he wouldn't need any of this. So, like, what are the really, what are these really terrible situations he's been in that have degraded his soul so much that he can no longer pick his clothes up off the floor? (laughs) Right? 
I mean, he's, maybe he's I'm... been in the arcade. He's been in the VR arcade. VR doing, yeah. yeah, he's just been doing like shitty porno VRs. You know, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, you could get, you know, if you could get paid to do that, that wouldn't be a bad job. You know, like no, it wouldn't be a bad job at enough. all. Fair yeah, enough. but he is coming in and putting it on Larry now. Like, ah, oh, Larry, damn it. Why did you make me spend six months in the arcade? No, <laughs> how could you? Oh, dear. Standing up, Larry pointed an accusatory finger at Mel. I'm telling you something I thought you already knew. Don't give me this crap about how this is my fault, Clerchian. All you asked me to do was keep an ear out for blonde teep teeks hurting people. I brought you every tip I heard, just like you asked. You want to be cracked at me? Go right ahead. But this ain't on me. It's on you for not doing your police work. He's kind of right, though. Yeah, no, he's like, like, they're both, they're definitely both right to some extent. Yeah. Mal recoiled as if he'd been slapped. What are you, <laughs> this is becoming like some kind of screwball comedy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're right. in a romantic relationship or something. Right. This is definitely like a who's on first f- feeling kind of situation here. Yeah. Almost. Larry shook his head. Damn it, Mal. You used to be a good cop. A good cop knows his territory. Yeah, in exactly. A... Thank you. Yeah. Larry. yeah. In a weak voice and knowing it was foggy as the words came out of his mouth, Mal said, I never worked the gutter. Then you should have learned. Damn it, Mal. You used to be good police, and good police know how to work a neighborhood. Here's a clue. You don't do it by talking to people with a big sign on your flicking foreheads saying you're a comp fed. <laughs> um, you're right. Does, Ma- does he have a sign? What is, what is... I don't I know mean, what he means by that. I, I guess he just... So saying that, like, it's obvious that Mal is a cop. Right, right. You basically didn't do any work to... You didn't do like your, un- yeah. undercover work, basically. You didn't do right. You didn't do any amount of work on like being a part of the 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 the, the, the commute. Yeah, right. yeah. But also, I imagine like Val like sweeping around corners in his giant long leather jacket with like his like stupid utility belt, and I'm like, yeah. um, yeah, everyone knows you're a cop, dude. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> like, and maybe he literally does have a sign that says he's a cop. Maybe he's got a badge on or something. Yeah, right. He's got one of those, hello, my name is Malcolm Kalerchian. I am a cop. I am a cop. (laughs) Yeah. Kinds of things. Bless him. I can imagine some fan art being made right now. (laughs) He's he's the kind like I think similarly to and and this is the problem with all of our like quote unquote good people in this story, is that none of them know how to lie. Yeah, they don't. None of them know, like, none of them have the ability to be anything other than their exact, fully, you know, transparently opaque selves, or transparent selves, rather. Yeah, and I think that that's actually an inherited problem from video games, because, you know, video games, when there's, like, you know, quote-unquote good people or heroic types in video games, no one ever makes them a liar, right? They're not manipulative. They don't try to, like, use their smarts to be able to get what they need. And I think that's a mistake, right? Like, a lot of video games could benefit from a little bit of that, right? Right. Um, Well, the the reason they don't do that is because they don't need to do that because they're so good at killing that they just kill people. Or they just kill people and they They move on. They just kill all the people. Yeah, they just kill all the people. Just kill them all. It's easier. Meanwhile, Fagin knows how to lie. He's just so bad at everything else that it doesn't matter. 
I mean, he knows how to lie, but he just kills people anyway. You know, he's just yeah, offing exactly. them anyway. So whatever. Right, yeah, right. Like, yeah, so the good, so the, the, the matrix of it here is that the good people, the good people don't know how to lie. And so therefore they get taken advantage of. And the only way out of the being taken advantage of is to kill everyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fagin knows how to lie. So he never gets taken advantage of. And as a result, he, he just needs more excitement in his life. So he just kills people just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. It's like, oh, I wish someone would take advantage of me so that I could just be justified in killing them. Well, I guess <laughs> I'll just shoot them anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. You're right. Mal put his head in his hands and started rubbing them up in Dinah's face. Damn it, Larry, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have blamed you. He started pacing, kicking food containers and readers aside. It's this damn job, you know. Got me chasing down teeps like I'm some kind of dog catcher. Just bringing them. He stopped. The specifics of the ghost program were classified, not that Mal gave that much of a crap about that. Still, telling Larry could get the officer in trouble, and Mal had done badly enough by him today. Anyhow, now I am asking, where can I find this Fagan guy? Finally, like the, the, page yeah, 225. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, so this is like... This is like you know how like in the uh, in the in buddy cop movies or whatever or or you know just kind of these like action movies where in the last the the like lead into the last third of the movie is is like <clears throat> okay we're finally teaming up and putting all of our forces together to fight the you know bad guy right like maybe there's been squabbling or something or yeah you know learning about each other's differences in order to get along right and yeah then we finally align and we get on the same page and apply our forces well that's what this is except that the last quarter of the book is where our protagonists begin actually talking to one another yeah right? it's really hilarious it's the like that it's that moment except that rather than finally overcoming their differences it's they begin doing any amount of work at all yeah right right so neither like gonna have to like you know soup up their vehicles and pack all of the guns and right you know it's like if it's like if jackie chan and chris tucker didn't meet until the last 30 minutes of rush hour or something like that you know and then they're like oh you're also looking for these bad guys well why don't we go why don't we go fight them together yeah that sounds great let's do that just been like wandering around for the whole like first hour of the movie yeah yeah exactly just like fighting and killing random people for no reason just like completely plotless until yeah exactly yeah right exactly yeah, I mean, this is a really, really good cliffhanger, right? Like, <laughs> maybe we should stop here. We're, for us, we're yeah, for find us, this it vegan is. guy. Like for us, it's a good. Uh, for us, it's a good cliffhanger. For this book, it's like finally the book. You know, finally something actually starting to happen, right? I know. Uh, but but it real like we're now like if you just I'm looking at the book here and it's like okay, this is the climactic. You know. This is the 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 space left in the book where we're actually building up to a re to a thing that's gonna happen that's gonna blow all of this over, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just and all the, the all that happened was let me tell you who is the who is the antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
Let me give Let you me the name the of location the location of the guy. I'm just going to tell you that there is a guy out there and he's doing this stuff. So is that good enough? Oh, hell yeah. We need guns. Lots of guns. Right. Oh, uh, no. no, it really, it really is. It's like, it's like in the, it's like in the matrix. If, if, you know, Neo in the, like when the, the guns, like when they go get guns and everything, it like, and Morpheus is like, there's machines. Oh, there are. All right. Well, let's go do something about that. <laughs> oh dear. Well, anyway. I mean, thanks, Larry, for your your informations. Um, finally coming through yeah. on the you know last quarter of the book. So, <laughs> yeah, I less than a quarter even I think. But um, yeah, you know, I don't know. It made it funny. <laughs> it us. was pretty funny. It was. Um, it was pretty funny. So I can't argue that right i mean it's given like i guess it's given keith like a you know an excuse to explore the gutter for a bit longer but it is like hilarious this guy is just such a terrible cop we we time we time skipped six months we didn't see any we didn't see any of that the the thing we got is malcolm's apartment is really dirty now right that's a good point we didn't even see any of the world building for yeah. those six months so it's just exactly. been him what the heck has he been doing just what, no like noodles? literally what is like what is like actually what has he been doing you know <laughs> name name one thing that mal could possibly have been doing right like no not even this isn't even a joke name a thing he could have been doing um he could have been like playing um death roulette on the buses <laughs> He could have been um, eating stuff out of bins. <laughs> like, is he talking to people? Is he interior? Is he questioning anyone? I don't like, know. It's... Did he talk to who? Did he talk to? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's just been talking to like people on the street. Like, do do you know the blonde woman? Do you know the blonde woman? Hey, guy over there, do you know the blonde woman? <laughs> Everyone's just like, leave me alone, cop. It's clear that you are a cop. I am not a cop. I am simply a man who likes blonde women. A normal, a normal blonde woman loving man. I'm just a red blooded blonde woman lover. Just a good old fashioned blonde lover. Yes. Look at us. Us comment us. No normal blonde lovers down here in the gutter. Not you know a what? Cop. It's 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 probable that he's been mugged several times <laughs> <laughs> by several different people. Probably one of them did work for Fagin. <laughs> he's been mugged by all these people constantly. They've stolen his utility belt. He has to go get yeah. it back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, that was that was two months of it right there. It was the wacky caper where he had to go back get his utility belt back, you know? <laughs> his, his leather coat got put in a dumpster. Yeah, right. And he had to go get it, you know? That was also, three weeks right there. Yeah, just trying to find the leather coat to get it back. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, he's just been mugged solidly for six months. Yeah, no, I that's that to me is exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Poor if Mal. this book ends with Mal just getting mugged again, I'll laugh. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. 
<laughs> oh dear. Okay. Oh, well, well, is Mal, that today's? <laughs> that's today's. That's today's episode <laughs> today's. of the Inspirational Quarterly. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. No, I I'm excited to see Mal actually do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for what's going to happen next. You know, I assume it's going to get yeah. faster, but it probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just be mugged for like a hundred more yes. pages. Yes, it's exactly what I want. It's exactly what I want. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us all the way to page 225 of the inspiration of, uh, not of Starcraft Ghost Nova. Um, really cooked through it today. We mm-hmm. met. We, there are no strangers, only 74 people that you killed with your mind. Indeed. Um, so for 18 straight weeks, we've met someone new every time. Um, and uh, yeah, and join us next time as apparently the plot begins. <laughs> the plot starts now. It's very exciting. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith, for this plot. And thank you, The Warp Drive, for our outro music. Take it away. Here they go. 